hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line ball to start this game. Jeremy Loblotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is the guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in a right back. He's out. Dad Griffin. He's just fought. Stu Griffin. Oh, my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Stu Griffin. This is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Vinnabush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, Victor. He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. A sheer stagger by a big left hand. This thing on? Let's see if we can do this. Holy shit, it's been a while. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode number 45 of the Five for Fighting podcast. It's been a long time. My name is Alec. I am your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who dropped the gloves and, of course, the fans who enjoyed watching them do it. It has been since about February since I last recorded an episode. Holy cow. Crazy how how fast time flies there, I guess, man. Um, I guess I got some explaining to do here. Um, well, I guess I'll start from the beginning, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad. Well, first off, I'm glad to be back and... Um, you know, doing the podcast again, I, I miss it. It's funny, you, you take time off from the podcast for, you know, a few weeks, and it's like, oh, it's so nice not having to worry, because you put, pre- it's personal pressure, it's not like anything else, you know, there's no, I'm not, I don't have a contract, I'm not getting paid to do this or anything like that, of course, as I've mentioned numerous times, um, you know, not like that guy up in Saskatchewan, that fourth line voice making the big bucks over there on the Hockey Podcast Network, holy shit, I'm surprised he, he remembers us little folk down here. Um, but no, in all seriousness, you know, it's like, uh, it's like a personal pressure, I guess. So the first two weeks, like, oh, it's so nice not having to do this and worry about this and whatever. And the next thing you know, you're like, well, fuck, I really miss talking about hockey, especially when you're down here. It's the only person, the only people I talk about hockey with is the folks I've met through the podcast. So, um, I guess I'll start these, you know, why I stopped and everything like that. Um, so I, I do construction. That's my main job. And I work, uh, I'm a project manager, so I make sure, you know, the job site's going well. I oversee everything. Um, and we had a job out in Dade City, Florida. And from where that is in regards to Tampa, which I previously lived in, I now live in Fort Myers. So there's another reason I kind of stopped the podcast for a bit. Um, it's about an hour away and I didn't have a set schedule because that's what happens on construction. Some days, you know, it, it all depends on, you know, permitting and inspections and, um, you know, stuff like that. So there were some days where I could be off work at almost like two thirty and d- drive home. And there's days where I get off at six thirty and drive home. So I, there was no set schedule. So it sucked for scheduling the podcast. And I know the main focus of this, of course, is to interview the players and nobody really wants to hear me run my yap for an hour every day or an hour every week. So I felt bad cause I couldn't, I, I it was going to be way too hard to schedule a set time. Now I probably could have done weekends, but, um, if anybody who does a podcast, and I know Darren and Joe and um, all those guys know how, I won't say difficult, but yeah, I guess difficult is the right word for 
uh, you know, setting up a podcast and show or, you know, scheduling it with, with the players. Cause a lot of the times you, you know, your schedules don't line up or something comes up and, you know, you can't do the podcast that day. So I didn't want it to be like, you know, the only day I really get to spend with the wife or whatever is, um, taken up by a podcast and then the podcast doesn't happen because uh the guy cancels or something like that no it's not you know disrespecting that but it's just it wouldn't have been fair because I was working so much and um that was the that was probably the biggest thing that made me quit is because I didn't have a set schedule and we had no clue we were moving to Fort Myers yet so as far as I knew at the time that job site was going to go from uh March all the way out to October so in my head um, I was like, holy shit, you know, there's going to be no time. I can't, my schedule's too, um, what's the word inconsistent, I guess. Right. It's too inconsistent to set up the podcast. So I was like, well, shit, I mean, I'd feel bad just, you know, ending it. And I, well, of course I had that last interview with John Hewitt and that got great response by the way. So, you know, <laughs> for folks who thanked me or enjoyed that interview, I guess, um, all the way back in February, I'm glad you enjoyed it, uh, and a big th- shout out to Johnny Hewitt for coming onto the show and uh, giving giving me the time of day and talk about some stuff. So that was a lot of fun, but um, yeah, so it was just it was too inconsistent, and I was like shit, and I it sucked because I had just like kind of uh, it was right before that I'd gotten married, so I was already taking time off, and so the sh- I just felt bad. The show was just kind of slacking in terms of content, and I was like, I'd rather not try to play this content game. And again, I probably could have done at least one episode a week, but again, that's not the main focus of the show. The focus of the show is, you know, the players and not really hearing me run, run my mouth a whole lot. So, um, I, I just, I decided to, you know, to step away. And I, my initial plan was actually to bring it back next year. Um, that's when I figured would be the time or the time would be right. So I said, you know, I made that big post and, you know, canceled everything. So, um, I said, you know, I hope, hopefully the show will be back by next year. And that was my initial plan. And I, again, I know this show doesn't have you know, thousands and thousands of listeners. It's not like that or anything. I know it's a very dedicated fan base and, you know, to those who do listen in and, you know, download this and listen every time I come out with an episode, uh, I thank you. I, I thank every single one of you and it's, it's awesome. And when I made the announcement that I was going to, you know, stop the show, I got a lot of messages saying, you know, oh, I, I really enjoyed the show and all the best. And to those who took the time to reach out and message me, you know, thank you as well. It means a lot. It kind of kind of opens your eyes as to how, I guess, far the show reaches in a way, um, if that makes sense. Because you get some people out there and, you th- you know, you, th- you throw this out there and, you know, me and Darren have said it multiple times. Um, and Joe as well, you know, you throw an episode out there, especially just, you know, yelling at the clouds or yelling into the cloud and you, you kind of have no clue how far the show reaches. And so once you get messages from people saying how much they like it all over the globe, you know, I got people from the UK, uh, Canada, um, even a couple over in Europe. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So that, in that aspect, it was, it was kind of cool to see how many people actually listen and enjoyed the show. Um, and again, it sucks because like I said, you know, the first two weeks you do it, it's, it's fun and it's like, okay, I don't have that pressure anymore because again, it's a personal pressure that you put on yourself. It's not really like there's no network or there's no company that I'm, I'm working for with this podcast to get content out there. It's all just personal. So it's a personal, um, you know, pressure, I guess you could say, right? So give me one second, let me get some water here. I'm not used to talking so long anymore. But yeah, so, you know, and, and I'd of course talk hockey with, you know, Darren and uh, infamous Dr. Chris, who of course me, Darren and Chris had a great episode on here. That was a whole lot of fun when we did that. Um, and so, you know, you, know, you get talking to hockey and of course topics come up cause the season was going on and, 
um, you know, or I guess incidents like the whole Tom Wilson and the Rangers thing and, um, you know, little shit like that or the Curtis Gabriel thing that was going on when he was in the league. So, you know, I missed all of that uh, without the, po- or I, you know, I wasn't able to talk about it because I didn't have the podcast going. So, um, but a blessing in disguise happened. The wife actually got a promotion within her company and she ended up having to come down to Fort Myers and, you know, I'd it was only fair for me to kind of go, go with the flow. And I, I was joke with her saying she's, you know, my sugar mom or whatever, but, um, <laughs> no. So, you know, she, she was with me during my time in the Marine Corps. So, you know, I felt I owed it to her, um, to, you know, for, let, let her kind of, I guess, pursue her, I guess, dream, you know, uh, cause she really wants to work her way up in this company that she's with now. So she got a promotion with them and I thought that was great. And so the opportunity arose for us to move down here to Fort Myers, which is where I'm at now. And, you know, it was going to be a little bit difficult at the time for me with a job, you know, I had to, you know, figure some stuff out. But luckily, the company, the same company I worked for happened to just get a job down here in Fort Myers. And so the timing worked out perfectly to where I could come down here now. And I still work for the same company. And, you know, I'm still making the same same amount of money um, and still getting to do what I actually enjoy doing. I I enjoy being a project manager to a certain extent. Of course, it can be stressful at times, as is any job. Um, But no, I, I actually do enjoy it. It's I have a little bit more. Uh, responsibility down here right now because I'm actually the only one from the company down here in Fort Myers. So uh, a little bit more paperwork or I I guess not paperwork, but, um, you know, documents that are in the computer and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I have a much better schedule down here. And I don't I won't say I make my own schedule, but it's a little bit more easy to get time off, at least in the beginning right now, because we're doing roofing. And so some days the rain will cancel everything because it's been it's that time of year down here in Florida where the rain is coming in every afternoon and we're probably about to get showers here in the next hour or so um we had that hurricane that hit too so when you're doing roofing obviously you can't do that in a hurricane but anyways you know besides the fact enough about my boring job so that's you know the time came up to now where I can um do the podcast again and once we found out we were moving and I figured out that I was going to be able to have the same job down here and um that aspect was taken care of uh, it was it was great, and so that was when I was like, "Holy shit, I can actually do the podcast again!" Because I missed it, and I know Jay out in Iowa. Jay, I know you're listening, and you know Jay and I talk all the time through text, whether it's about jerseys or the Colonial League shit or just random stuff. Um, Ellie sent me a picture the other day of a sweet Radio X jersey, or not jersey, it was a uh, T-shirt, a Quebec Radio X from the old L and H um, T-shirt he had, and I think a Trashers one too from Danbury. So awesome shirts, of course. Jay has all the a lot of old um, L and H and. Uh, Colonial League slash UHL memorabilia, but you know it compares me to Brett Favre, and it was kind of it's it's true in a certain extent. You know Brett Favre when he uh, he retired with Green Bay, then came back with uh, was it the was it Minnesota at first? I think it was. And then he retired again, and then came back with um, I think it was the Jets, right? I, one of the two it was either the Jets first, then the Vikings, or vice versa. I think it was the Vikings first, if I recall. But um, no, so it's always funny, you know, getting compared to that. And it's kind of true because it was it was so teeter-tottering back and forth. I didn't know what was going to happen with the scheduling and um, everything like that with the job. So um, it sucked, and I, 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 I didn't want to do it. You know, I don't want to stop the podcast because this is, like I said, this is the only outlet I have to talk hockey besides, you know, on Facebook with certain people and everything like that. But, you know, I don't get to rant about it by myself here in my little uh, – the, the man cave as it's slowly coming together. Again, we, we upgraded back to a two-bedroom, so I'm not out in the living room doing the podcast anymore. And, 
Um, it's actually the biggest apartment we've owned. So luckily, again, Sugar Mama coming in clutch there since she works for the company. We get a discount on the rent, so that's always a bonus. But it's beautiful out here and loving the Fort Myers area so far. It's It's been awesome. I absolutely love the area. And I, I kind of don't like Tampa, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just um, a little too much going on for me. I'm a, I'm I know I'm only tw- you know I'm only 25 per se, but I'm a very old school. I like slow. <laughs> I like the slow life. I don't I don't like the fast lane shit. Um, so coming down here to Fort Myers has been awesome so far. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm actually really looking forward to going to some Everblades games down here. We're literally 15 minutes down the road. Probably not even if I mean if we hit no traffic, you could probably almost make it there in 10 from Hertz Arena where the Everblades play. And from what I've been told, and you know the video I can see. Uh, you know, throughout the season, because I follow the team a little bit. Ever since I went to a game, I, I forget what whatever the last lockout was where the NHL had that half season. I remember me and my uh, aunt and uncle went down to go see a game here, but at the Florida Everblades down at Hertz Arena. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to probably going to a lot more games there than I would at the NHL level. Um, let's see, this season, I think I went to two. I ended up going to two this season. Um, one with my coworker before I left, and the other with my wife. She wanted to catch a game before we left. So um, somehow... I, I at least, you know, did, did it to myself with my wife, but I, my, I let my coworker convince me to go. So there was that. Uh, that was <laughs> that was rough. The Lightning games are rough then. Um, but no, so I'm excited to go to the Everblades games. There's, there's still, a, you know, a little bit of rough and tumble hockey down here from what I can tell. And I know John over at the Hockey Fight League, who's recently back on social media, not as the Hockey Fight League or anything. I don't I don't know if that's coming back, which was a lot of fun. So uh, just I know it's a lot of time and effort going into that. And believe me, I know. Um, and I'm sure those involved in it know exactly how much work goes into that, especially just the, just the draft alone takes almost a month. It's crazy. So I don't know if it's coming back, you know, if not, it was fun while it lasted for sure. But, um, no, so John is, he follows the ECHL. He was telling me it's actually a lot of fun to watch. And I know John Searson over there in the UK, Searson, I'm, you know, we talked the other night, I think about how it was a little bit better still and the refs like to put the whistle away quite a bit. Um, you know, and a lot of the tougher, tougher guys coming up from junior who were kind of the last few tough guys to come up from junior back in the day. Um, they're still kind of kicking around. I know Garrett Hunt's in the, uh, ECHL. I think he signed with Wheeling. So, you know, that Super Bowl still running around. He's still playing. Uh, the Blades got Kyle Newber actually just picked up his game worn Jersey. Um, you know, added that to the collection and he's a tough dude fought back in the day and he fought a lot. Um, in junior and coming up, he, I think he played a few in a, or not NHL. Um, I know he was drafted by, I think Columbus, either Columbus or the Leafs. One of the two, I know he played with the Marlies at one point in the AHL. And this past season, he was brought up with the, the Roadrunners, I think it was, um, the Phoenix Roadrunners. I think that's who it is. The, you know, the farm team for the Coyotes. So, um, there's still a little bit, a little bit of rough and tumble hockey going on down in the, in the coast. So, you know, hopefully for the year that we're here, um, you know, we can catch a few Blades games. I'll, I'll probably go to almost all of them. I don't know about the wife, if I can convince her to go with me to a lot of those. So we'll see what happens. But they got uh, Cody Soule, Kyle Newber, Arvin Atwal. Well, Atwal's going overseas, from what I understand. This following season, he's going to play over in Europe. So that sucks. Atwal's a pretty tough kid, too. So, no, I, we'll, we'll see how it goes, though. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, like I said, I already got a already got the Newber jersey. Had to at least get one. So if I was going to get one of the jerseys from the Blades, it was going to be Newber. So looking forward to catching those games for sure. Um, and while we're on the topic with the Lightning, everything you know, congrats to them for winning the Stanley Cup, the back to back Stanley Cup champions. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, I know me, it's funny. I was telling uh, old Doctor Chris there. 
you know, me being a, you know, growing up a Tampa fan and, um, watching Tampa following the lightning so closely for so many years. It's, it's kind of sad. I mean, I did watch the games. If Tampa's in the playoffs, I will watch. I will say this though, the, that those first two games with uh, Florida between the Panthers and the lightning, that was some of the funnest hockey I have watched in a long time. There was no fights, but that was just like, that felt like playoff hockey. That's what I think of when I think of playoff hockey, the, the hurricane series after was just a fucking snooze fest, which I knew that was going to be, you know, who the fuck does Carolina have to really throw the body around or anything like nothing. So I knew that was going to be a snooze fest. The next series with, um, the Islanders was pretty solid. That one was good. Um, it wasn't, you know, over the top or anything. I, I don't think any, those first two games, like I said, with the, with the Panthers, that was just, um, that was probably the best NHL hockey I've seen since like the 2011 playoffs when the lightning, at least the best lightning games. I won't say hockey. Cause I, you know, I'm sure there was a few few games in between then, but as far as playoff hockey goes for the Lightning, those were some of the best games I've watched since the 2011 finals with the Bruins, and I think it was 2015 versus Detroit. Um, that was a pretty solid series. Actually, Tampa and Detroit had a decent rivalry. That was probably the last rivalry Tampa had with anybody, although I think it's going to carry over a little bit next season with the Panthers. We'll see how it goes in a regular season. Um, everybody, it seemed like a lot of guys this season, even though – they were throwing the body, and there was a lot of scrums. Everybody was just kind of like gun shy to drop the gloves. Even Maroon and uh, I think didn't, I think Maroon had one fight all playoffs. Shen had one fight. Um, I think they were ironically both against Matt Martin, um, <laughs> which both fights were nothing to write home about. And I think the one with Martin and Maroon happened at the end of the shift. And I remember going into that series, I said if you know even if the Islanders win, that's a win for you know tough hockey because they have probably the best fourth line in today's game. So. Uh, if Matt Martin wins the cup, because I think, you know, whoever won between the Lightning and the Islanders, I think either team was going to roll the Canadians. Nothing against the Canadians, but I just think that they didn't have the uh, the, the firepower that either the Lightning or the Islanders had. So it would have been cool to see uh, Matt Martin get his name on the cup as well. But I told uh, Dr. Chris I was more excited to see Maroon get the back-to-back-to-back, the three-peat, than I was really to see the Lightning get the back-to-back, which is kind of funny. Um, and of course, you know, I'm no, I'm not, you know, blind. I'm not throwing on the, the Homer blinders. I know Pat Maroon's no fucking Tony twist. So I'm not, you know, getting that lost in translation here. I just enjoy what he brings to the table. And, uh, I'm a general fan of him and Martin. And that was, that was fun to see them going at a little bit. And their fight that they had, I think they were both at the end of the shift and they're both really technical fighters. They're not really toe to toe guys. So I know some people were disappointed, but I'm almost positive they're at the end of the shift and they didn't get to square off. The refs broke up. I think their first initial square off fight would have been a lot better. The refs broke it up though. Uh, I know Maroon dropped them and I think Martin dropped the gloves too. And then the refs just shoot them off when they were squaring off. It was going to be like, you know, you know, the staged fight as people like to say, um, but no, going like center ice, and that was going to be like the main event. I think that would have been a lot better than it kind of happened. They were in a scrum for a while, and like I said, it was at the end of their shift. And so um, they both kind of just took holds, and Martin grabbed Maroon in a spot where Maroon couldn't really throw his rights. He grabbed him like right at the bottom of, like towards the back of, I'm trying to think, like the side, I guess. Um, from his his right hand, like the, so, where his right arm is on the jersey, he grabbed the far back side of it. So Maroon couldn't really throw any punches. Um, where Maroon had Martin held, and it was hard for Martin to throw punches. So it was just kind of a nothing fight. And you know, I, I really think that would have done, or the fight would have been better had the refs 
uh, or the uh, linesman officials, whatever you want to call them, uh, let them square off at center ice. But of course, they got to ruin fun hockey and what people want to see, and then it has to happen that way, and then people are left, well, what the fuck was that? What kind of fight was that? And yeah, well, thanks to, thank the refs for that. Now, I'm not saying that would have been, you know, fucking Probert Domi, of course, if they squared off at center ice. So it's, again, I'm not blind to that, but um, it's just guys like that left in the game as well. It's, they're still fun to watch, um, and they make it somewhat enjoyable. So, you know, to see Maroon get three cups, that was pretty cool. And, again, if Matt Martin would have gotten a cup, that would have been awesome too. I'm At this point, I'm more so just a fan for tough hockey. It's cool to see Tampa win the cup, um, but I, I care more about – being a fan of players as opposed to, you know, Tampa Bay at this point. Cause it's just like, fuck what, what, what tough guys are left. You got and, and Maroon again. And I, I think I, I, Joe had mentioned this too over at the Coliseum Chronicles, of course. And I wouldn't even consider Matt Martin an enforcer. He's more so just kind of a grinder. And when he has to, he'll drop them. And it's kind of the same with Maroon. Although in today's standards, they might be enforcers because you know, who's going to fight Maroon and Martin today. So um, it's getting kind of spare or scarce to find guys to fight. It's like the same problem that Reeves has. You know, who's going to fight Reeves besides, you know, guys like uh, Curtis Gabriel? And I want to see him and Lucic go. That's like the swan song of the fighters. I think that will be that would probably be a good fight if it was Lucic and Reeves. So you got to you know take take what you can at this point and kind of enjoy it for what it is. And I think I've you know instead of being bitter about it, I'd rather just kind of enjoy this last year or two. I don't really see Reeves or Lucic lasting longer than probably maybe two more years in the league, unfortunately, as sad as that is. Um, I know you got guys like Ross Johnston coming up, and then, oh, who's that kid in Boston? Trent Frederick, I think it is. And then there was people in New York talking about how they were going to bring up some kid after the whole Wilson thing, and um, I forget who that was, but it's just, it's it's so, so little now. It's just like, I'd rather, instead of being, oh, fuck this, fuck that, I'd rather just enjoy the fights when they do happen between guys like that, obviously if it's Joe Schmo and you know, whatever, throwing a couple Jersey jabs and good fight, bro, you know, see you next year or whatever. That's fuck that. That's just stupid. I'd rather see kind of the, I won't say the masters at their craft, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, Those guys go at it as opposed to kind of being bitter about it or whatever. So, you know, getting to see Maroon and Martin kind of go at it. um, It was at least somewhat fun. I know, like I said, that Florida series, I wish I wish like hell Maroon and Lomberg would have dropped the gloves. Maybe they'll drop them next season, but um, who knows? Beggars can't be choosers, right? So this is this is the the hockey we get left, right? Um, and I I might tune in if the Panthers play the the Lightning next season. If the if the NHL was smart, that's how they'd schedule it. They would start them off with um, the Panthers. And I know in the player polls they didn't want to do the divisions the same, but they wanted to do the series the, uh, according to the player polls. Um. So the divisions, they don't want to do the same divisions again. They want to go back to kind of the old divisions and how those were. But they do want to have, like, I think three-game series or something. Like, you know, like, okay, so Tampa plays Florida. Uh, they play – they don't play any other team. They play, you know, three times in a row. Something like that. I think players enjoyed that more. So at least according to the player polls from what I understand. And I think that would be a little bit better for the game as well because it, it, it'll create rivalries. It creates hatred, I guess. Maybe it it's kind of did this season. It kind of didn't. Um, it, it like the teams with like the tougher players, of course it did, but you know, the teams where they don't have any, like, you know, you're not going to see a hurricanes and penguins rivalry anytime soon. Um, but that was the first time in a long time that Tampa and Florida kind of really went at it. And those two, uh, used to, I mean, fuck there, that rivalry has been dead for quite a while now. So, 
um, who knows? We'll see what the NHL does next season, I guess. Um, regular season, I pro- like, I think I tuned into maybe six games this year. So um, once the playoffs came around, I did watch all the Lightning games. I didn't watch any too, too much. I think I watched one Vegas and Colorado game. Um, I, I think I watched the game, fa- uh, the first game that Reeves came back, and of course nothing happened. And, um, you know, that was a whole bunch of nothing, right, as Darren says, so. Either way, I'm curious to see what happens next year between Florida and Tampa. If it will, if, even if Tampa has the same guys, so um, we'll see what happens in the off season. But um, congratulations to the Lightning for winning the Stanley Cup, Joe. I'm sorry that your Islanders did not get to raise the cup. I would, I would have liked to have seen them raise the cup as well. Wouldn't have mattered to me. I would have enjoyed seeing Matt Martin get his name on the cup. So my condolences out to Joe Lazito. Um, you know, hey, and by the way, Joe, I still have, you know, I can still reserve you a room down here at Shady Pines. You and Darren will, uh, you know, get a little shuffleboard action going on. Maybe the gloves will drop. Get a, Like I said, get a couple prune juice and vodkas in you and we'll fucking see what happens with you both. It'll be the uh, the pay-per-view main event. Can't be any worse than how some of the NHL fighters are today, right? So, um, <laughs> no, all joking aside. Um Seriously, for those listening, I and I'm sure I have a lot of listeners out there, and we we always have you know cross platform listeners for you know different shows. But go check out Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles, the Penalty Box, and he's an Islanders based enforcer podcast. So he interviews guys exclusively for um, the Islanders organization, whether it was the Farm Club, the you know the Big Club. Um, or he even he's actually just interviewed, I think it was Kevin Kaminsky recently, and he talks about them fighting guys on the Islanders. So he's starting to get that perspective in. So that's pretty cool, too. And I know he just did I'm about an hour and a half in. I think we're on guy number seven <laughs> for his top ten Islander enforcers. Um, actually, I might be a little bit higher than that. I think I got to Eric Goddard is where I left off today in the work truck. It, we got rained on, so came home just a touch early today. But um, so if you want to listen to Joe Lazito on his top 10 Islanders enforcers. You can go check out his last episode and he's got tons of interviews with other guys too. He's got, you know, Trevor Gillies, um, Mike McWilliam, Kevin Kerr, um, Kerry Clark. It goes on. The list goes on. So Joe has a great, and fuck that Gillies is like the star Wars saga. I mean, there's, I don't even know. It's, it's going to be like the fast and furious at this point, you know, it's going to, you're just going to keep going until you hit 10. Right. So, you know, maybe that you know, Fast and Furious, all the memes are big right now. So, um, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll see Joe get 10, the the 10 part Trevor Gillies saga, right? Um, <laughs> but no, go check out Joe over the Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. And of course, uh, as I mentioned before, Darren over at the fourth line voice, he's the original Enforcer podcast. And um, I was fortunate enough to go on a show. Maybe he was unfortunate to have me on the show, but I was fortunate enough to go on there and uh, bullshit a couple times. I think it was um, it was the LNH top 10 where he interviewed or not interviewed. He kind of took like a poll between both players and fans about their top 10 LNH tough guys of all time. And of course, anybody who listened to the show prior, uh, you know, I'm a big Quebec league guy. So I had a lot of fun going over to the fourth line voice at Darren and kind of talking a little bit about the Quebec league tough guys kind of going, we went through um, each guy and kind of gave a little, you know, I don't know, two, three minute spiel on each guy and why they were at that spot and how, um, you know, what might've been there, who could have been replaced, but um, no, it's a lot of fun. And he's got a, a hell of a catalog as well. And, you know, me and Darren talk at least once, twice, if not fucking, you know, every day 
um, throughout the week, you know, whether we're bullshitting about, you know, hockey fights or um, selling the condo, which, by the way, if you're looking for a condo, I know a perfectly great condo up there in Saskatchewan. So if you are looking for a condo, get in contact with Fourth Line Voice. He can hook it up for you. I hear, I now this isn't confirmed, but I hear if you really want to tie the room together, you don't have to go far. There is a Mel Anglestad poster hanging up in the living room. How he convinced the wife to do that, I'm not sure. Or maybe he just snuck it up there while she was sleeping. You probably have one too many rolling rocks one night threw it up there. Either way, if that's not the main selling point of the house, then I don't know what is. So go in there, you get, you know, maybe it might be included. I don't know. And I hear there might be also um, a Don Cherry poster up there somewhere or photo that's signed by him. So. I mean, that, if that's not bang for your buck, I don't know what is. So contact Darren for the fourth line voice for a condo. Um, but no, seriously, go back and check his show out. He's got a hell of a catalog, like I said. Um, he's got, you know, Steve McIntyre, uh, Josh Mazur, John Morasti. The list goes on. I mean, I can't even think. Of it. He's had so many guys on. Um, and he, I think, oh, I'm not going to say it. I know he just had a guy, and I don't think he's come out and said who it is yet. But um, so I'm not going to say it just in case he might have, but I don't think he did. So I'm not going to say it, but he just had a guy on who people are going to really enjoy. And he's also actually about to start the fifth annual. I can't believe it's been five years. Holy shit. The fifth annual Bob Probert Invitational. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And for those listening, you know, what's the Bob Probert Invitational? It is a 64 man enforcer tournament where. Um, you know, it's voted on by the fans and it's named after Bob Probert because, of course, you know, you, you vote until, you know, who's the best enforcer for that bracket or whatever. And it goes on. It's like a March Madness style bracket. Right. So, you you know, these two guys are matched up and you vote and they make it to the next round, make it to the next round until there's two standing. And then after that, you vote for the finals. And that is the winner of the Bob Probert Invitational. And now when you go in there and you look, I know. Where's Probert? Where's Probert? He's not in it because Probert would fucking win every year. So Bob Probert isn't in there. So don't motherfuck Darren for not having him in there. And I know you might be saying, well, where's this guy? Where's that guy? I can personally guarantee you he was more than likely in one of the previous tournaments. You kind of got to keep it fresh. So you change up the names just a touch every year. And Darren does a great job at doing that. Takes a lot of time out of his day to kind of post every, well, he's got to, you know, think of the guys, then throw them into the brackets. And it's completely done at random, so it, su- some, it sucks because there's some upsets right off the rip in the first round um, where guys could have made it further, but because, you know, they were facing Derek Bugard in the first round, you know, they, <laughs> you know it's not going to go well for them. So, um, but, you know, 64 guys, he throws in the computer, it's all random, and he, you know, um, puts it up there, puts up each poll, and then you get to vote on it. And it's all on Twitter, so if you're not on Twitter and you want to participate, you don't have to, you know, stay on Twitter. I highly recommend don't stay on Twitter because it's a, just a fucking nightmare for hockey uh, hockey fans. Um, but you can go on there and make an account just for the tournament. And I'm not sure if he's going to do the other ones. I know he does minor, was it, uh, minor League Mayhem, Minor League Madness. I think it's Minor League Mayhem tournament. That's a fun one, too, where it's all minor leaguers. So you get guys like guys who, yeah, they might have played in the NHL, but they're more so, you know, known for their minor league careers. Like, you know, you get like Link Gates, John Morasti, uh, Trevor Gillies, Toporowski, guys like that. So, um, but yeah, go check that out. Make an account. All you got to do is sit there and just vote in a couple, a couple tournaments or, excuse me, a couple brackets, and then, you know, after that's done, 
deleted, or you can still follow my account, Joe's account, and uh, Darren's account if you want to kind of keep up to date with the podcast. Because every time we have an episode, we always post it on there on Twitter or uh, pretty much every platform, Twitter, Instagram. Well, at least I do. I know Joe does. I don't think Darren has an Instagram, which is probably for the best. Um, he's got a face made for radio anyhow. So, um, <laughs> no, but the uh, you know all the social media platforms, you can find us kind of posting our stuff. Uh, like I said, besides maybe Instagram for Darren. But I know Darren's finally on Facebook. He finally took my advice, damn it. Um, and, you know, to keep pumping other guys' tires because, you know, they've always pumped mine. So one last one I got to, you know, give a shout out for. And I'm going to do this this Saturday. I'm, so I'm going to release this episode probably Thursday. And I'd like to resume the schedule of doing episodes on Tuesday. Um, that's the plan right now. Whether and I, Like I said, I've got a couple of guys lined up. I don't have a time or date yet, but, I, you know, the iron is in the fire. And they, you know, oh, yeah, I'd love to come on. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but this Saturday, I'm going to go live in the Enforcer Appreciation Group. The wife will be at work. She's working. So I could, I got time to go live and I'm going to try to raise some money for this. But of course, many of you may have uh, actually probably all, if not all of you, if you're listening to the show, you've definitely been on the site. Of course, remember dropyourgloves.com. It was the Mecca, the Bible for hockey fights. I know there's hockeyfights.com, but it can't even hold a fucking candle to this site. Drop your gloves was awesome. But unfortunately, as we all know, if you go and type in drop your gloves, it is not there anymore. It is gone the owner i guess um i guess, i think he went by number seven i never had any any interaction with him but from all accounts the dude was kind of a fucking prick so um he apparently just didn't want to do it anymore and instead of you know seeing if anybody else wanted to run it he just shut it down so that whole entire database is gone but steve from when probert was king.com both the actual website you know of course when pro or when probert was king.com and then uh, his Facebook page and Twitter, also, uh, you know, by the same name, when Probert was king, is trying to bring that back, and it's 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 a lofty goal, I know, because he went to you know kind of web designers and said, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to basically it's it's, it's drop your gloves 2.0. It's a bigger and better one, and it's gonna he started a GoFundMe for it because it's gonna cost a lot of money. And it's $10,000. Well, he's officially finally passed the $5,000 mark, but it's almost at a stalemate right now. So I'd really like to see us all raise money to get back. And, I, you know, it's 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 a little frustrating because I post in the group nonstop. You know, you could post one prober picture in a, in a Facebook hockey fight group and, oh, yeah, 500 likes. This is awesome. Well, you get a chance to actually preserve hockey fight history here. And it's fucking crickets, whether it's, you know, no interaction on the post or nobody gives money. And I'm not saying you got to give $500 or go take out a personal loan. Like I've said, and Darren has said, and Joe has said, you know, we're all broken records at this fucking point. If everybody in the Facebook group of Enforcer Appreciation, there's 13,000 members in there, I think, just about, if not just shy, gave $1, this site would be up by now, or at least in progress and be working within the next few months, I'm sure, because that GoFundMe has been out for a while now. I have donated. Joe has donated. Darren has donated. Some players have donated. And I know a lot of players, even guys I had on the podcast, loved that site too. So if you're a former player and you're listening to this, please, please go donate to that. It is um, an integral part of, you know, kind of preserving the, the, the old game. And you can – a lot of the players on, you know, if you're listening and you knew that site, that's probably the best site for your fight card hockeyfights.com doesn't have fuck all so 
if you really want to see your fight card and everything like that and, you know, kind of go through old box scores. And, oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, I, I forgot I fought him. Or, oh, yeah, you know, I remember that fight. And that's your chance to go through it. You know, it, it stemmed guys all the way from junior through the minors. And, I mean, if you're trying to look up, you know, a Quad City Mallard fight from 96 or, you know, good luck trying to find that because um, that ain't on HockeyFights.com. I guarantee that. So this is your chance to finally bring back some of that old stuff that, um, you know, will really help preserve a, a player's career in hockey fights in general. Because, of course, now all the new shit will be on hockey fights. But like I said, how are you going to find an old, you know, Thunder Bay game or like a Madison Monsters? I'm, apparently, I'm in a really Colonial League mood, just throwing all these names out. But um, how are you going to find all these old fights? You're just not going to see them on hockey fights. But all of that shit was on Drop Your Glove. So now this is the chance to bring it back. And I'll, I'll, I will post the link in the description of this podcast. Um, it'll be at the very bottom. All you got to do is click it. And like I said, whether it's a dollar, 10 bucks, don't matter. Anything helps at this point. This is, this is you know, this is how you got to preserve hockey history. Um, fighting's already on its way out. It's, I mean, it is pretty much gone, if we're being honest here. Um, so this is, this is the one way to kind of keep it, keep it alive in a sense and keep the database there. So, um, players can look at it fans can look at it so go check it out it's again and it's going to be in great hands and people who because you know that site was user driven from what i understand of course it was a little bit before my time when i got on you know got into the hockey fight world but i remember using that site and of course once I, once i started the podcast fuck that was the that was the bible for my fights um for when i interviewed guys really helped out a lot especially like when i remember like dan tice going back and you look at like you're not going to find an lhspqaaa or whatever the fuck that league is fight card but there it was for dan tice you're not going to find that in hockey fights so it's going to be in good hands and it's user driven so guys will input the information a lot of guys have old box scores and shit from you know western hockey league games um like you uh like uh, a lot of guys were trying to piece together i think carrie toporowski's fight card and that that site helped a lot um, trying to calculate all of his penalty minutes from the uh, that one season where he had 505. I can't remember what um, what season it was, the exact year off the top of my head, but shit like that. So it's it's an important way to keep the game and keep uh keep the excuse me keep the fight game alive, I guess. So go donate to that, please. Any little thing helps. So. Anyways, um, you know, I won't talk for too, too much longer. Again, I just want to thank those who kind of stayed with the pod and gave positive messages whenever I did kind of quote unquote hang them up. We'll say, oh, fucking lame um, for a minute. It's like the people who stick taps. Oh, I fucking hate that. Um, <laughs> but no. So, you know, for those who, you know, were very supportive of the podcast and, uh, you know, my decision to kind of stop doing it for a while. And again, I know it's like Brett Favre at this point, like Jay out in Iowa says, but you know, hopefully, I hopefully I come, when I come back, it's a little bit better than Brett Favre's return, right? So maybe with the Jets, because if I remember right, that stint was fucking terrible. Um, but no, so again, thank you to all those who were uh, very supportive of the podcast. Um, hopefully, you know, I'd like to actually when I go to some of the Everblades games, I'd love to get some footage and uh, you know, if there's a fight or something like that. I don't think I could bring in a camcorder anymore. I don't know if that's possible. Um, I used to have one. I'd have to go get one, but I'd love to get some actual, like, you know, solid, solid footage of the fights and be able to zoom in on stuff. Cause I know the ECHL is kind of weird about posting their fights. So I'd love to get it just for like my personal, um, I don't know, gain and maybe make a DVD out of it. I know, like I said, this is kind of the last chance, the last oorah at the fighters. So I'd love to be able to go there and get a chance to see it at least for this last year. Cause like I said, the plan, I don't know if I meant, did I mention it earlier? I don't know. The wife came home yesterday. I had to start, you know, um, 
she wanted to talk. Damn wife, right? Um, no, she she wanted to talk, and so I had to pause this from yesterday and start recording today. Um, but I can't remember if I mentioned it. But yeah, so we'll only be in Fort Myers for a year. The plan is to go to uh, North Carolina next year. Another move, I know. It's great. Um, but uh, hopefully that'll be our, our forever home, as they say. But, you know, for this last year, I really want to kind of catch a lot of the fights, and I'll be watching the ECHL package on... Uh, what is that damn I don't know some site it's the fucking it's like the NHL center ice package but for the ECHL so I could watch all the away games for the blades and uh, maybe record like I if I, has, I think it'll be on Apple TV maybe or I'd have to stream it but I'd love to like sc- like go back and screen record it maybe um, so that would be fun and then maybe piece together like a, a fight DVD for the Everblades. I think that's, you know, something that'd be kind of cool to do for this kind of, like I said, the last Urah, the tough guys. You already got Atwal going overseas. So now I don't even know if they re-signed Cody Soul. I know they signed, I, or I don't, I think he's under contract with them as Kyle Newber. I think he's still with them next season. So um, hopefully we'll see. But this is kind of, like I said, the, the game, the, the really, really like last, uh, last leg of the tough guys in the ECHL at least. Um, so yeah, I'd really like to record some of the fights and, uh, like I said, piece together a DVD. I think it'd be a lot of fun. So, anyways, guys, um, you know, I'll I'll end it there, and uh, this will be coming out Thursday. But plan on the podcast coming back every Tuesday. It'll be just one episode a week. Um, I, I'm very happy to be back and talking more hockey and enforcers and everything like that. You know, it's like I said, you know, you do it or you stop it for two weeks and it's kind of nice not having that. And the next thing you know, shit's happening on Twitter or the game, or you see stupid people posting on hockey Twitter and you know, you want to talk about it again. So, um, again, it was, it was a, a tough decision. It wasn't like terribly tough. Cause it's like I said, it's not like I'm getting paid to do this, but it sucked. It wasn't, you know, I didn't want to stop doing the podcast at the time. I just wouldn't have had time for it. I couldn't have given it the, the TLC that it needs. Um, but yeah, so real quick, I uh, will give you one last little, uh, little plug in for all my social media. Um, if you'd like to follow the podcast on Twitter, it is the number five and then four fighting pod. If you want to follow on Instagram, it is just spelled out five for fighting pod. Um, or just look up five for fighting podcast. I'm sure it'll be there. And same thing on Facebook. It is the five for fighting podcast. Just go ahead and give the page a like and you'll be up to date. You can actually follow the page too on Facebook and you'll be like a little bit more up to date than just when you like it. I think it'll come out and um, give you notifications whenever it's posted. And last but not least, if you want to go into the enforcer appreciation group and it's kind of like an old message board. And I was slack for my time in Dade city when I was doing on that, or excuse me, when I was on that job site, I was very slacking on the uh, the material, so I'm trying to post in there a bit more now again, and it's something I created a while back, and it's grown bigger than I ever could have imagined, and it's kind of like an old message board and gets people talking about the old uh, fights, whether it's you know the NHL, IHL, ECHL, AHL, doesn't matter. Um, it's really kind of uh, you know a fun way to kind of get some discussion. You might see some yahoos in there, but um, is it the Iron Fist that Darren says me and him run it that way with the uh, the Iron Fist? And I have a few uh, other admins in there, and um, you know if people act kind of stupid. It's one thing to say you know Joe is better than Jim and whatever, and um, but when you start kind of motherfucking shit, oh this guy was a punching bag, or you know once people just start being stupid, it'll just get them out of the group because it's just like it makes it not fun for everybody. Uh, excuse me. So go ahead and just send a join request, answer the, answer the questions that I have in there. Um, it's like, I think of what is it? Who's your favorite force or what's your favorite fight? Don't motherfuck players. Did you read the rules? I think those are the, the simple four questions you got to answer. Um, 
So go ahead and join that and, you know, get a little taste of some old time hockey in there. And uh, the, the glory days of the fighting and the enforcers, um, I have a lot of fun doing it and seeing some uh, some great stuff in there sometimes. So um, once again, thank you, everybody, seriously, for supporting the podcast and um, sending me messages and everything like that. And, you know, supporting the, the, the comeback, right? Oh, God. Like I said, the, uh, the comeback nobody asked for for the show that nobody wanted, right? So. Anyways, I'll leave it at that. Been going on here for 40 minutes. So anyways, I'm glad to be back, guys, and stay uh, stay tuned for some more content. And thank you to those who listen. Um, I will talk to you all soon. And if you're in the Enforce Appreciation Group, look out for Saturday. I should be going live in there at some point, probably in the afternoon. So be on the lookout for that. And that episode, if you missed it and you're not in the group or whatever, don't worry. That'll be the episode I post on Tuesday. So hopefully we'll get some like live banter with fans and stuff in there and maybe just get organic topics that way. So anyways... Take care, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and looking forward to the next episode. You gotta fight for your right.